welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, the media and public relations. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Stephen. So this is take two. Yes, well, you cocked up the first podcast recording, didn't you? I was too busy eating biscuits, which we were kindly sent by the team at We Are Resource. Yeah, who do uh, marketing comms from Leeds and are just all-round good guys and they've got a campaign called Dunkability out at the moment. Thankfully, because we didn't record properly yesterday, you you were able to be spared the awful sound of him slurping along uh, and chomping biscuits while trying well, to talk. I don't promise not to slurp in this, uh, in this session, but you have taken the biscuit box away from me. I'll anyway, keep you right. You've changed your name. What's that about? Yes, so we got married, <laughs> didn't we? Three we weeks did. ago and we have another family and friends bash next it is, week. It is the the it is the Indian wedding, isn't it? So yeah, so second second event uh, next week uh, on the River Thames. Uh, we're not floating down the Thames, but um, we'll, we're having a party alongside with a humanist celebrant. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, and I've, we've realised that actually we've got to get the intro sorted because uh, obviously it still introduced me as Sarah Hall. But we'll work on that in time. Yeah. Okay, so this... Special show today. Special show, yeah. I wanted to celebrate this. I wanted to celebrate the work of a woman called Mary Meeker who has been producing reports since 1995 called The State of the Internet. She publishes it around this time of year looking at trends on the internet covering various different markets, geographies, adoption of the internet and behaviours. The deck is monster so 300 odd pages taking him a week to work through it and he still hasn't got a blog out yet <laughs> no, no but this uh, podcast will give me the kick up the arse i need to do that right we've called out 13 different things people should be looking at that are interesting from the report that have a bearing on uh marketing media and uh, public, relations. public relations, ranging from internet and adoption and usage, changing business models on the internet, transparency, regulation. Let's just hit it off. The first thing right at the top every year, Mary introduced, looks at how people are adopting the internet and using it. We've crossed the threshold. So more people are connected to the internet than aren't, 51% of the population around the world. But growth of adoption is slowing. It fell from 7% in 2017 to 6% last year. Smartphone adoption is also slowing. That's the main point of access. In it's kind of markets. obvious though, isn't it, in terms of most people you know, certainly in Western markets, will have uh, a smartphone. They'll probably have yeah. one tucked away as well, that's a spare, because the rate of the new ones coming out is uh, unbelievable. And secondly, there is obviously a refurb market, which is very strong now. It's very established. So... Yeah, Smartphones so, are plenty. So, yeah, so, so there's almost a fix-it shop on if you break your screen or a third-party market shop on every street corner now, isn't it? That's yeah, not recognised, obviously, by the original manufacturers, but it means there. that you can get a, a screen replaced at a fraction of the cost. But that's a boom industry, Helpful yeah. if you've got teenagers. I haven't got, the, yes, I haven't got the numbers to hand, but smartphone penetration in the UK and mobile phone penetration in the UK, as you said, is, is more than one per person now. Most of us have, have at least one and, and many have two. Mary also breaks out the adoption in, in the main continents of the internet. So uh, unsurprisingly, Europe and North America have the highest rates of, of internet adoption and usage. Asia Pacific, Africa and Middle East, uh, Latin America and the Caribbean have the lowest. And that's where the remaining 49% of users are going to come online. 
That's the first. Second point. An interesting point, actually. Mary looked at the alignment of, um, sorry, the usage or viewing of different forms of media compared to their market valuation for ads. So traditionally, uh, the internet and mobile has lagged, uh, hasn't been valued hasn't been valued appropriately for uh, the attention it gets uh, as a form of media. Now that there's been a correction in the market over the last two years, so TV and mobile um, both have around a third, 33 and 34% of attention and they account for that size of the market. Desktop, 18%, also 80% of the ad market. Radio is under-indexed, though. That's interesting. Well, I think that's fascinating because if you think about 10, 15 years ago, integrated uh, campaigns would always have had uh, radio within that. That has changed. I've certainly seen it change with our clients. Um, of course, there's lots of different reasons for that. It depends on who you're targeting and how. And you've now got uh, streams like Spotify that you can use. So it just depends on who the market is. But it is fascinating because um, we're seeing a, a small resurgence around here. So depends on who you want. If you, if you, you know, it depends on the socioeconomic group if you've got people who are working in say manufacturing sites they will tend to have a radio on the whole time of course radio uh, local radio is really popular so it just depends on who you want to target how and what for back to the organizational objectives again so we'll come back to audio because there's a boom in in audio devices home home audio devices come back to that in a moment print is over indexed this is a surprise uh, you'd have thought the correction would have worked through now in the shift of print to digital but it's not three percent of a attention consumer attention is focused on printed by time yet it still accounts so it's over indexed for more 7%. than double yeah. that amount of ad revenue so that says there's going to be a correction in that market an ongoing correction in that market and if you work in print by it's time. just going to get harder and harder um, the struggle is real yeah so third point that we pulled out is this move to pro programmatic advertising. So this is where digital display advertising on mobile or desktop devices is served automatically, pricing's handled dynamically, pricing and placement handled dynamically in the time that it takes you or I to load a web page, makes advertising incredibly lean, removes wastage. So the market has grown from 10% in 2012 Here's Madge coming in the room. <laughs> to 62% in 2018. Yeah, Madge, our dog has just walked into the, the recording studio. Well, uh, the someone, room and just banged herself off the door. <laughs> someone left the door open. This is the marching machine, so yeah. machine learning. Run from 10 to 62. It. It's a little bit no shit shirt though, isn't it? As as uh, markets start to automate and, and streamline. Uh, but natural... you say it's no shit Sherlock, and you said it was no shit Sherlock around radio as well, but actually it takes something like a report like this for us to take a moment to reflect and pause and recognise well, It's characterised it, but it makes sense, and I think we've all seen that. We've all seen how that, that particular industry has become very, very lean and yeah. competitive. And it's been driven by Google But we just don't know how well those adverts are being seen. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, so I, results, big concern, bit yeah, more interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about ads being served. served. Whether anyone's actually viewing the bloody things is another thing entirely. That market, though, is made up, 6% of that market is made up by Google and Facebook. That's a concern. Let's talk about platforms and content. So the most popular platforms by usage are Facebook, third of third of consumers, YouTube, 27%, WhatsApp, 25%, WeChat, 23%, mainly in China, and Instagram, uh, 19%. And Instagram and YouTube growing the fastest of, of that collective. Twitter make, doesn't make the running there. That's uh, astonishing, that. 
Yeah, Twitter's had a boom thanks to the tweeter-in-chief, Donald Trump, President of the United States. It really has, hasn't it? And the discourse around political debate in, in Europe and other markets. Yeah, it's surprising that that growth hasn't been picked up. Certainly, it's not a large platform by a number of users. What are users doing on these different platforms? Well, they're using short-form storytelling. So that market for, for stories, and this isn't something I've ever done myself as a form of content creation, has gone in the last 12 months, has grown in the last 12 months to 105 billion daily active users. I think any active comms person who does tactical execution would totally recognise that. Right. Because we are doing, well, you can see the trend for storytelling. It drives me insane, this kind of, we have to do everything. We're all about storytelling. But actually part of that is really important. A third of my business is video. And it's moved from five, ten years ago to being corporate videos to much more short form. And not just things that we're putting out on the internet, but user-generated content that we're wanting our clients' audiences to provide. And they're doing it themselves. So you get a really good campaign, you've got a hashtag with a call to action. People join in because they want to. If you you know, if you get that, you know, the call to action right and you're in the space and having the right conversations with the you know with the audience that you want to engage with, they do they do get involved. That data point again, one point five billion daily active users mainly on Instagram stories, Facebook and Messenger stories and, and WhatsApp. It's no wonder those um, platforms are piling into to that form of content. It's incredibly successful. Let's go back to audio. This is a I know this is a, a technology you have a love hate relationship, mm. increasingly love actually. But the install base uh, for the Amazon Echo device has doubled in the last twelve months. So there's something going on in this market to almost fifty million. Echo skills. So the skills, the small apps that run on the Amazon Echo platform have doubled in growth to 100,000 skills in the same time period. And if you're a brand uh, and you're working in a, in a consumer market, this has got to be a, a technology. Right up your strata. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's talk about the technology, though. because It's re- totally you, developed. You recently, you, you 18 months ago when we first got an Amazon device, you fell out with it almost daily. So we had Alexa on the houseboat right. and we've got OK Google here. And I always liked OK Google better because I yes. got more out of, like, OK Google. Alexa was just a total bitch. But now I've got a little dot... And all of the devices have suddenly decided that they're going to listen to my voice and do as I ask, which is what makes a happy household for Sarah. (laughs) That's all I ask. But these devices do, and and, and apologies if we've set off your, your, your home automation device with Sarah calling out. Alexa, make me a coffee. That's the only thing she doesn't do, but you know. <laughs> the technology does seem to be getting better. The voice recognition is definitely uh, getting better. Well, they're recognising my voice above yours. As yeah. before, I could say anything in any tone of voice in any yeah. accent and get nowhere. And I'm you know, I'm surrounded by boys. There's you, there's uh, Dan, there's my two, Toby and Ben. Everybody apart from me could get the bloody thing to respond. But now we've had a shift. Maybe they're actually listening. Right. You can have the next one under No Shit Sherlock. This is this is <laughs> Tell me a story. This is the use of imagery on the social web and internet. So again, any comms person worth their salt would just be like, no way. So Mary calls out the fact that edited and curated images are being used increasingly as a means of storytelling above text. Yeah, and this was a It's sorry, so much more engaging though. This was so. an interesting data obvious. point for me on Twitter. That probably because I don't look at my analytics enough personally, but image and video counts for more than half the impressions generated uh, on the platform. Any further comment? 
No, I think on. that's very straightforward. <laughs> Come on, talk about freemium business models. So, freemium business models enabled by the cloud. I hate that expression, freemium. It actually well, makes... Okay. I just, just part of my soul died. A uh, service that is available as a paid subscription model, but there is also a cut-down version available no, I know for what it free. means. It's just a horrible well, word. Well, come up with a better word for it and, you know, it might get adopted. Every time you say it, it's does. moved from gaming to, to enterprise to, to consumer. And actually, Mary identifies that for organizations, it's a low cost, risk free form of form of marketing, providing you've got sufficient people that are willing to pay for the premium service. So in the enterprise market, in public relations, it's a sales funnel though, isn't it? Canva, Dropbox, G Suite, Get them Slack. in, the business grows enough, you can then upsell them to the premium Yeah, world. which why not? It's good, yeah, it's great well, business. it's what we would advocate to clients. Uh, uh, but what is a concern though, is the, the, the um, you know, people that don't budget properly for tools and, and moan and bitch when they do have to pay for a premium version of Canva, Dropbox, Like G-Suite, public relations, Slack. really. <laughs> what can you but, do for two you know, if you want a, Nothing. If you want a commercial service, buy a commercial service. If you want something for free... If you want organisation results, suggest you invest in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting tired of the internet. Uh, this was something that was picked up by the Reuters Institute in its annual report of news. And 25% of people in the UK are turning away from the news. Lack of sleep, FOMO, fear of missing out, all cited as negative factors. But I think... I think we would probably all recognise this. We've talked a lot on this podcast in different episodes about mental health and, um, you know, how it's adversely affected by what's going on in the different platforms. Because obviously um, news is broken straight away. There's, um, if it's if it's bad news, obviously you get regular updates, not just that. Discourse is not, as polite as it used to be so you can very quickly walk into Twitter for example it's a very good example actually it's probably the platform that's the worst for this and find backbiting bitching between people or full-on arguments and I think that really is and that's only within the public relations community (laughs) but um, yeah but uh, also, you know, you want to, you don't want to miss out and you want to know what's going on. So you Actually, engage. the marketing community on Twitter is a bit more circumspect. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's this weird thing going on in the market, isn't there, where all the platforms, and Mary Mika points this out, all the platforms are launching time tracking features to point out that you're spending too much time using the yeah. platforms. But they're not so my actually phone serves me a little thing that says exactly how much screen time I've had. I pay no attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the internet is fracturing. You'd be glad to know this is 0.9 out of 13. <laughs> <laughs> and you've already stole the thunder on at least two, so yeah, we're good. two of the ones coming, so we're going to get a bit quicker. Um, user privacy uh, and regulation is is coming if it's not there already in, in markets. So examples like GDPR in the UK are creating a, a, a splinter in the internet, and so you're getting a different internet in the UK, EU as you have in different parts of the different parts of the world platforms are attempting to get ahead of this by introducing their own uh, means of managing privacy only three platforms so far they have end-to-end encryption and mary mika calls out telegram imessage and whatsapp but so, you know ma- managing my own use of data and privacy so the local regulation is not going too well across here when we look at the porn ban having to provide I don't, I, it's I, got it's 
What's happened? Been kicked into the long grass. Why? Are you pretending you don't know? I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> so know. There's a point this. where we had to prove that we were this. over eighteen to be Why able to been... access porn. But Why has he been kicked into the long grass? I'm not sure, but uh, I'll have to go back and look at the story. But <laughs> I, uh, I just giggled a little bit and it. moved on. Yeah. Right. That's probably going to be one for Bojo if he gets in. <laughs> Although who knows? Now he's uh, this fracker with his girlfriend. Well. Tories will elect anybody, won't they? Let's move on. Number 10, the promise of the open web. So this is one for clue train junkies that that um, where there is open dialogue, two-way conversation on the web, and you won't find it in many places, but one place you will find it is where you get reciprocal views on platforms such as Airbnb. Uh, I'm just giving a little cough there because of the, uh, the troubles that I've been having recently with uh, fake users. But uh, yes, I take the point. It, it, no, it is something. <laughs> you didn't watch works. Watchdog the other day, did you? No, I didn't. I'm Speak to Sharon O'Day because uh, she's had a problem. She's been very public on Twitter. Oh, she did. Her account yeah. was faked, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, uh, I need to re- clearly need to be reading a little bit wider than the Mary Meeker report, which is absolutely. But it's taken you ten days. <laughs> taken you a while. Um, Twitter's not only not always the greatest place for for discourse, but it is a great place for where humanitarian concerns like Hurricane Harvey and where uh, communities do come together and communities do Me come together. Me too, Black Lives Matter, and, mm. and such like as a force for good. So the promise of the web uh, lives on. The open web lives on, but not in many places. He stole our thunder on the next point, point eleven, the vicious cycle of news. Maybe we should have we should have tagged those together, but never mind. So live and streaming images heightening our sensitivity to news. They're used as a platform for by not only consumers but media to source news. Traditional media amplifies those stories and repurposes on our social media, and we all blow up in a frenzy of polarised. I was really surprised discourse. that 21% of people use YouTube to source news. It kind of makes sense, especially with broadcasts, but do you me? But um, yeah, but the problem is here is it might heighten our sensitivity, but after a little while you become desensitised, and that's a massive problem when you have big political issues that need the public's attention and yeah. for us to maintain scrutiny on the political parties to deliver what's needed. Brexit for Brexit fatigue and all sorts, humanitarian issues particularly. We've seen this yeah. with uh, immigration. And look at Grenfell. They still haven't got the things, the people who are affected still haven't had the justice that they no, deserve. And, and, also and we have to keep the pressure two on. Two years but on the work, work, you know, the, the other buildings, you know, buildings with similar infrastructure. Still not had it. And cladding haven't been repaired. Yeah, haven't been repaired. There was a very good campaign, actually, um, around the, anniversary, the recent anniversary of Grenfell where buildings around, I mean, cities around the world that hadn't had their cladding change were lit up. And not just across here, you were seeing it in the US as well, where yeah. uh, first responders for 9-11 still aren't getting what they need. And um, there was a very powerful clip circulating. Video clip, back to the points we made before, um, with, with someone fighting hard for, for the firefighters. Um, anyway. A video or an image does say a thousand words. Um, so, uh, points 12 and 13. Mary Meeker calls out in a report markets that are shifting uh, and being disrupted. 12 is a... a point particularly of interest the, the fact that technology platforms are enabling people to work on demand and tools are enabling people to work remotely um so you know we're, we're shifting it's not always a good thing because you know you get issues uh, societal issues such as zero hour contracts raised as an issue but you know Platforms like Airbnb, Etsy and Uber are creating well, it's new interesting, sources isn't of income it? and flexibility. We, we talk about different markets which have been completely disrupted by technology. And um, obviously we try to see Amazon move into food delivery and groceries. But, you know, this big story across here in the UK about how the restaurant uh, sector is really suffering because Uber Eats and other and similar 
yeah. and providers like that have really come into the market incredibly yeah. strongly, targeting the younger audience particularly and very, very uh, mm. discount led in terms yeah. of there's very lots of offers to get you on board. Um, so we're going to see more of that for sure. I use an app called in Soho that does exactly this. I use an app called Stephen Waddington because <laughs> there's never anything in the fridge when you're not here. <laughs> So final point, turning the classroom inside out, I think this is something we're very aware of in our day jobs, the, um, the education market rapidly being disrupted by technology. So uh, interesting data point, uh, Mary Mika points out that 500 million, that's 500 million post-secondary classes, higher education classes were broadcast via the internet next year. Predominantly, last, last year, year, sorry, predominantly focused on technology areas, machine learning, algorithms, crypto and, and Bitcoin. And well-being but also things like well-being and, and actually personal learning and development. Those were top courses on a platform called Casera in, in 2018. Completion rates uh, around 50%. So, you know, you only get certified uh, for completing an online course if you actually go through to the end. No surprise there. That's compared with 90% Compa- for a traditional yeah. degree, right? Yeah, so, so, you know, there is some drop-off, but it, it's widening access to learning and development and, you know, and truly democratising it. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so still, and this is something we both see in our day jobs, right? Yeah, These, and uh, we're delivering differently. And yeah. also, I'm certainly doing my CP differently yeah. for this kind of reason. Yeah, I d- you know, there's there's a, a, a natural tendency to think this this market has been driven by the US because that's where all the learning, the large learning and development platforms are. It's where LinkedIn is. But you know, Europe makes up a fifth of this market by classes, classroom uh, sessions delivered. So fantastic. We're done. It's a great report, right? It's a brilliant piece of work. So 300 pages. It is a monster to to Distilled here into 13 points. Distilled in 13 points. Hope that was useful. Hope it was, you enjoyed it. Massive tribute to Mary Mika, who I'm a huge fan of. I follow her work and we both follow her work. And Fierce. Look her up around this time next year for her 2020 report. Thanks That's very much for, for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye from us. Thank you for listening to the Future Proof Podcast with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Hallmeister, that's H-A-L-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R and Stephen at Wads, W-A-D-D-S. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.